Welcome to Hustling Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping Christian women who want to analyze, apply, and amplify their God-given talents. We accomplish this by discussing topics such as business, self-improvement, health and beauty, and my random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Latasha Johnson. Are you tired of feeling less than enough just because you're single? Then you'll love my new book, How to Live an Extraordinary Life with or without Mr. Right, a Christian woman's guide on how to survive and thrive on Single Avenue. It's time to acknowledge, address, and dismantle the harmful limited mindset many single Christian women have internalized. Take the first step to discover and embrace the plans God has in store for you. If you want to be notified when the book is released, please check out the Hustle and Faith website. I cannot wait to share this with all my single ladies. You have everything you need to live an extraordinary life with or without Mr. Right. In this week's episode, I enjoyed speaking with Chanel Romaine. She's a teacher, photographer, and an incredibly talented Christian artist. Themes of faith, family, and colorism are prominent in her work. She wishes to eradicate the evils of colorism and featureism, which have permeated the Black community. Due to the power of images, Chanel hopes that when people see her work, which also depicts joyful, healthy family connections, they will perceive themselves in this same light and pursue and develop strong, loving relationships via marriage, parenthood, and friendship. Welcome to the show, Chanel. Hey, Tasha. It is so nice that you came onto the show. I am so glad to introduce you to the audience. I came across your work at the Black Girl Art Show, and I was thoroughly impressed. So why don't you tell the audience about yourself? Well, um, I'm from Maywood, Illinois, I'm born and raised here. Um, I, I don't know, I think art chose me along this path okay. <laughs> of life. Um, I currently actually am working for the local school district as a long-term art sub. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, looking to get into um, becoming an art teacher. So I'm looking to get certified as an, uh, a teacher, so I can teach art to our children, our little black and brown kids. Um, but last year, actually what opened the door for that was, and I never knew I would be in this position um, as a, even one to teach in the school district. Like I love teaching and I love teaching art and I have my own drawing courses on the side, but I never saw this for myself. Um, but there was an opening position where they needed a art teacher and they asked me if I knew anyone. I said, I'll do it. So I really, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, I really like this. Um, and so this year they ended up getting a certified teacher. So I'm kind of all over the district right now until I decide to go back to school, <laughs> go ahead and get that certification and be somebody's art teacher. <laughs> Fantastic. So what ages are you? That That's awesome. That is really commendable. Yeah. So what ages do you typically teach? I prefer elementary. So I will be teaching seventh grade math, though, permanently starting next week. Did you say math? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So well, help me God. You're a better person than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I yeah. Think. So, but I mean, I love teaching. So if I can understand the subject, 
I'll go ahead and teach it, I guess, until until I can get where I am trying to be placed. So that's, that's what I'm doing with my life right that's now. Fantastic. And it, you know what? But there's parallels. A lot of people that want to be an artist, you know, sometimes, you know, that you hear about the starving artist, things of that mm-hmm. nature. But that was me. That was me. <laughs> but you, but you still, but you found your path to being an art teacher. It took a long time. It yeah. did, but I'm here. You know, I'm I'm grateful. You know, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's awesome. So, how would you describe your artistic style? Um, I would say it's very bold. It's um bright, yes. vibrant, full of life and color. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, I, I love color. So it's it's all of my work consists of strong colors. Yeah, yeah. And and I can attest to that. I bought one of your prints because I was just so like I, I just loved I'm gonna actually leave a, a picture of the, the print at the end of this too that I, I purchased, but I was drawn to it. So I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy your uh, your artwork. Really, really thank cool. you. So what inspires or motivates you to create your art? Mm, um, Black people. I <laughs> love painting us. Okay. I really do. I love painting us. Um, uh, I really, I'm a portrait artist, so you won't find me painting a whole lot of other things. Yeah. I like to focus on the face, the expression, the emotion, um, and the story behind the, the people as well. Um, the struggles, the triumphs, things like that. Um, but yeah, I love coloring. I mean, painting us. I love us, yeah. Black people. So yeah. that's yeah. that's the bulk of my inspiration. Um, the human struggle, you know, and the triumph, the overcoming those things. So that, that I, I would say is what inspires me as an artist. Was that your question, what inspires me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are there any... Um, like situations or anything that inspired you to create certain pieces of art or some more so than others? Cause you mentioned triumph and, and struggles has, have there been any in your life that really motivated you to create that? I'll say that um, it's crazy because <laughs> a lot of my, I'll have an idea of what I want to paint but I won't have a name or I won't even always, sometimes I'll come, I'll accidentally create certain pieces. And then a lot of times after I'm done is when the name and the inspiration will come to me. So for example, um, I have a painting called Psalm 56 and 8. It's one of my top selling prints. Um, and it, the scripture says, um, you have taken account of my sorrows and put my tears in your bottle. And um, that piece came about because I have been wanting to paint it for, I've been wanting to paint a woman or someone looking up with tears in their eyes for a long time because I love to paint emotions. I love to hit, you know, I guess those pain spots, but not just hitting it, but also shining inspiration and truth on those type of things. You know, the the pain and the sorrow we go through and the misery. Um, just to inspire and to encourage other believers. So um, that particular painting, a lot of people can relate to that. I think we can all relate to that, you know, um, but that painting was inspired. Like I was looking for, after I completed that piece, I was looking for scripture passages or references about tears. 
and pain. And I came across an article on desiringgod.com and um, I can read a little, can I read a little something from it? Okay. So um, basically just the way I describe that piece to a lot of people is God is a God of remembrance and nothing we go through was wasted with him, you know? Um, But I want to just read a snippet from this article that inspired me. So it says, it's by Scott Hubbard. It says, not one sparrow falls to the ground apart from God's notice and neither does one of your tears. When Hagar lifted up her voice in the wilderness of Beersheba, God drew near. When Hannah wept bitterly outside the temple of the Lord, God noticed and remembered. When David became weary and moaning, God didn't become weary with the listening. The God of all comfort keeps watch over your weeping. He gathers up all your tears and put them in his bottle. Like a mother sitting beside her child's sick bed. God marks very every sigh of discomfort and pain. No matter how much of your anguish has gone unnoticed by others, not one moment has escaped the attention of the God who neither slumbers nor sleeps. So that particular, like the entirety of that article is what inspired me for um, Psalm 56 and 8. So, yeah. Um, so things like that, you know, so I'll go through the process of creating and then I'm like, I'll allow the painting to speak to me. And then I'll start looking for sometimes scripture references or um, historical facts, you know, to put to it. So, okay. And actually, that's a perfect segue to the next question, which was how does your faith play a role in you creating your paintings? Is it yeah. is it literally like just looking at the verses is this something you already had in mind I, I mean you talked you touched on it a little bit but I, I want to learn a little bit more about the faith aspect uh um well I mean as a Christian you know as what come what is in you will come out so sometimes it's um sometimes that it is it could be in part um something that I may want to inspire others through a scripture passage or something or Sometimes I could be sitting in church listening to a sermon and the preacher is really, really hitting, you know, and I'm thinking in my mind how I can paint this. <laughs> how does this turn into a painting? <laughs> yeah, okay, that, yes, the image, yeah. you get that. So he must really be bringing that point home. <laughs> You're like, okay, wait a minute. Let me see if yeah. I can figure out where I can put this yeah. in. I get the it. The thing is, though, I can't, I can't paint as fast as the thoughts come. So I don't have, you know, that many paintings, but um, yeah, sometimes that is a way it plays. And then also my part of my demographic are um, urban believers, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that are looking for true, uh, the truth of the word of God and um, looking for ways to, I guess, get, encouragement along this walk um and I think artistically that's one of the things I like to try to provide for a lot of urban believers believers in general but specifically in the urban community um because I want them to be able to look at a painting they may have bought from me and be, and remember God remembered Hannah remember you know things like that so um I had a a young black girl purchase at the event I saw you at she purchased the original um God remembered Hannah and I painted that like two years ago a lot of people have bought the the prints but she um I didn't expect her to come in and buy it but she was a single woman no kids but it spoke specifically to the season she's in in her life and you know 
constantly, I guess, petitioning God and petitioning God and him hearing her, you know? So, um, yeah. So she, people like her, you know, and they're my audience, part of my demographic. I love that. I I love that so much. I love that so much. So what do you enjoy most about being an artist? Mm -hmm. I love being able to paint in color. I love color. And to be able to bring a very much in-depth painting with so many different beautiful colors to a white canvas is, I think, my favorite part of of being an artist. Um, Because at one point, I didn't quite know how to create the way I create. I didn't always know how to... um, paint using different colors, like paint people's faces using different colors that were not skin tone um, colors. So um, that is my favorite thing about painting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being able to paint in color. Yeah, and and I love your paintings. I can't wait to share uh, your website with the folks too. But you know, as an artist, you've got to have some pieces that have been more challenging than others. So what's the most challenging thing that you've created and why? All of them are hard when I sit down and do it. I feel like, I feel like all of it looks like it too, because your, your stuff, your, your, your paintings are so detailed, but you can, I don't know. They just, you can feel the emotion in the painting. Yeah look at it so I'll say okay I will say one in particular okay anytime I have to do more than one person in a painting I had a family of five I did a four it was on a 40 by 30 canvas that probably was the most challenging because I had to pay attention to all five people (laughs) Uh, and so color too I'm assuming yeah 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 Okay. But it's become one of my favorite pieces, you know. Um, my most challenging pieces are probably my, they do eventually become my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what do you do when you run into a creative block? Mm-hmm. Or, or is that not an issue with you? It is. Creative um, all the time. <laughs> it is. I will say a lot of times, I'll just go back to the last thing that I wanted to paint, but didn't. So I'll talk myself out of doing things. I'll overthink it, talk myself out of it. And it's a lot of ideas I have just sitting on, even right now. Um, So I can never run out of painting anything because (laughs) I got so many ideas I never really actually painted. So that is, and usually when I do that, those pieces end up being they they are received very well by the public. So um, that's usually what I, I do is just go back to the last thing. I talk myself out of painting and painting. So, okay. Why do you think you talk yourself out of painting it though? Um, <laughs> let me think. Why do I do that? I mean, you got the talent. I talk out of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I almost talk myself out of this uh, interview. <clears throat> You know what? I wasn't even going to say that, but I, y'all, if you knew the struggles I had in trying to get this girl in front of this camera, (laughs) I knew I was going to succeed, but 
it was a bit of a struggle. So let us get to, maybe that's another separate episode we can have. Yeah. I don't know why. Because you have a lot of talent. So I, I, I would like to know, why do, you, why do you do that though? That's a good question. Um, I will say part of my issue is I'm not as far along artistically as I want to be. And sometimes I guess I get, uh, what is it? Analysis paralysis. Yep, that's exactly. Analysis yeah. paralysis. Right. So I'll overthink it. I'm an overthinker and I'll overthink it and I just will sit on it and not end up not doing it. So, um, or I'll think, well, you know, I'll think I'll have all these thoughts in my head of what other artists and trained like eyes will say when they see my work and all this hypercriticism and you need to get you out of that. You need to get you out of that. <laughs> 2024, we are done with that. Comparing yourself to other people is the, that that is a race to the bottom. You're going to get nowhere with that. And, yeah. and you are so, uh, listening to you say, you know, what are other art? I'm not as far as I want to be. Like your artwork, are you insane? Like it is so good. I Thank you. I could care less what another trained artists would have to say about your artwork I mean to me you are trained trained is subjective Let, let's let's be clear on that like just yes. because someone has a degree as someone yes. speaking and, and I do have a degree you know my background's in marketing and all that stuff but yet and still I know some of these folks that are a couple fries short of a happy meal Okay. And yet, and still, these folks have MBAs, PhDs. They got all the acronyms. That's true. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, let, let, yeah. let's not cut ourselves, you know, let, let's not, let's not mm -hmm. sell ourselves short here. You know, that's true. I mean, let me it's a little sermon. I mean, it turns into a sermon. No, you're, that. that's true. <laughs> so, and I'll say this as well. Um, one of my challenges for myself is, being able to objectively critique my own work and I'm not quite there yet. I'm not, I don't have that. Sh I, I can't quite do that yet because there is a, a there is a sense of object objectivity to this, but um, because I'm not trained artistically, I don't quite know. Cause I took a, I took a drawing course last year, either last year or earlier, it was last year, late last year, about a year ago. And one of the biggest takeaways from that class, it was uh, another artist was teaching us, but one of the biggest ways, biggest takeaways was that we were able to critique one another's work, but you can never sit and say, well, I think I like this because I think it was, no, Tell us about the what what do you observe in this? What is the push and pull in this painting? So it is, you know, some of it is objective, and I really want to master that part of it. Um and I think because I'm not there yet, it kind of holds me back a bit, you know. Um and I'm hypercritical. I've, I've criticized myself a lot, and that's part of it too. Cause if I don't continue to paint, I will never get there. And I have to remind myself, you have to keep painting in order to get there. And and just recently, I 
I found out my piece was accepted into the Museum of Science and Industries juried art show, their Black Creativity Jury's art show, juried art show. And That's even with that, cool. thank you. Wait, hold on. Can we just th take a moment to celebrate that? Because I've been there. Yeah. It's wow. How dare you say? Let me just say, it's, even with that, I was like, what is this person going to say? What are these people oh, going to say? They're probably going to look and say, what is her art doing here? And, you know, this. So, so after this interview, we're just going to pour into Sister Chanel and just have a separate prayer session because I don't understand what is taking place here. Even after all that. We're going to have a deliverance service. For that's what I'm saying. This is, okay, you are way too critical of yourself. That is phenomenal to be accepted in. Thank Damn. you. <laughs> and you know, it was it's, it was very sweet for me because I didn't get in last year, and it's crazy because let me just say this: I remember thinking, "Oh my God, Lord, what does it take to get in this show? Like, what are they looking for?" Because I asked around other to different other artists who got in some years and didn't get in other years and no one really had a solid answer. I said, Lord, what does it take to get in this show? And several months later, I was at Exhibit Chicago um, at Navy Pier. It's a huge art um, event where a lot of art galleries from all over the world are there representing artists. And so um, it, was, it was so inspiring to be there. But I ran into one of the jurors from the Museum of Science and Industries from, from this particular juried art show. And I asked her, I said, well, what do y'all look for? And she told me, I said, oh, okay. And I'm, in my mind, I was like, I'll see you next year, your girl. And, you know, so I thank God for that moment. Aww. <laughs> um, because it's, I was like, Lord, that was such a... a silly prayer request it, like it was just so little and you know what nothing but he answered it I was like he showed you I'm like okay you know it wasn't <laughs> even significant it was so insignificant but he I allowed me to because my artist mentor um she Dana Top Hope she pressed me to come and I came on her ticket I didn't even have to pay I wasn't gonna come I didn't know anything about it and so I came and ran into that woman and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And here I am. So I'm I'm grateful. I really am. That is and awesome. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. That that's you. awesome. Congratulations on that. That really is, you know, I, I am not an artist by any means, but I love art. So I I love collecting art. When I was little, I used to draw. I, trust me, I can I lost really? here. So but so I just, I live vicariously through you, you all, okay, at this point. Okay. But, but that is, that's, that's awesome. That's Thank awesome. You. I'm really excited for you on that. So Thank you. let me ask you this. What's the best reaction that someone has ever had to your artwork? You know, I always love when people notice my art because I purposely at art shows will try to have my art as high as I possibly can so that people from across the room can see it Smart. and when they spot it from across the room and they come over like oh my goodness I saw that from over there this is like just the initial reaction um 
is it feels very good, you know, um, that people can look at my art and see it because I don't always see it that way because I've been staring at it for several hours or weeks at a time. And so um, and then I'm hypercritical, too. So I'm like, it could be better, you know, but to see that reaction. But I think the be best reaction would be um, or the most surprising. I had a lady. I was at the Black Women's Expo selling my work and two years ago I think it was and this pregnant woman came over to me after I explained the painting God remembered Hannah she explained to me that her and her husband had been trying to conceive for 10 years after they had their first child they were finally pregnant she was she was visibly pregnant and guess how old this woman was 50 years old Oh wow! It oh, is. Wow. I just knew she was gonna buy the original. She didn't, but, <laughs> but she, she bought the original. <laughs> but I was just like, "Whoa, wow. okay, Sarah." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was like, I never thought I would run into something like that. But like hearing stories like that, um, or. People cry. People be crying over Psalm fifty six eight. I'm like, really? Okay. They will shed tears. I'm like, as I'm explaining my art to them. Um. So it's just it's a those I guess are some of the best reactions I would say because I guess it confirms that what I'm doing, like my goal that I had set in mind for certain paintings, which is to encourage and uplift um I'm fulfilling that I guess oh for sure for sure actually I mean you you may dismiss your stories that you tell with the artwork but that was one of the things that actually got me like the print really? beautiful but then the story which one did you get it was oh, you know what it's over how there. does it look I still got to get a frame for it it's how it, it's a black woman it's peace love like there's different swirls she's got shades on it looks like you know the one I'm talking about? oh <sighs> peace be still yes um, is it yes still? I think it's called peace be still yeah yes mm -hmm. yes yes yeah. story behind that mm -hmm. your stories help sell it even more so like I they love do. peace itself but then when you were telling me about you know the time it took you to create it and the story behind it I'm like because it feels so serene when you look at it. Actually, I don't have it up just yet because I want to get a frame for it. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. want to make it look all nice and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the stories behind it are really inspiring to me. So yeah, don't Thank dismiss you. the stories. <laughs> Thank you. That is actually what I noticed whenever I explain yeah. that to people. That's when they buy a print. Um and that's the purpose behind, I guess, when I'm, I never thought about the purpose, but that, I guess that's the purpose behind what I, why I do it, you know? Yeah. So let me ask you this. If you had one word to choose to represent your goals, we're almost done with this year. So I'm going to give you two for this one. Okay. So what would be your word to represent your goals for this year? And then what's your goal, your word for next year as well? So I want two words from you. I already know what your word for next year should be, but we, let's 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 see what you come up with. <laughs> um, my goal, I guess, in one word, 
I guess the most fitting word would be exposure for this year because my goal was to get into the into the black um creativity art show at the Museum of Science and Industry. Okay, yeah. And I got it. Um for next year growth maybe. Okay. okay. I don't know. Um I so want everything I'm doing to grow. Huh? I was thinking confidence, but okay. Okay. You know what? Maybe that should be it. Is <laughs> that a result in more growth? Maybe that should be it. There you go. I just stop criticizing myself and just, I guess, rest in where I am as I grow. Yeah. So I don't want to like totally taint your word, but if you want to choose growth, that's fine. But I'm sitting here, I'm like, <laughs> Man, she needs to work on that confidence because she already. <laughs> Everyone tells me my, my my family tells me that you know when they when I'm talking about my art, um, but I'm just very uncertain about it. You know, Isn't I really it? am. I don't know why. <laughs> yes, we'll have a little prayer session after this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. So. Last but not least, what's the best piece of advice that you have for your fellow artists? Mm. Oh my goodness. Don't stop creating. Right. Don't stop. Keep going. Um, I can give better advice than I can receive it. <laughs> I need to take my own <laughs> advice. But don't stop. Keep continue to create and um invest in your craft, invest in yourself. Um but don't stop. Don't quit your day job, but don't stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let, let's stay employed while we uh, keep on right. with, the, <laughs> with the artwork, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I would just say keep keep creating. Okay. Continue to create. Okay. Um, because that's where a lot of your growth will come. You if you will never get anywhere if you just if you give up easily. Like yeah. you don't get nowhere. So Chanel, you ain't gonna get nowhere, girl. Exactly. <laughs> play this back and listen to it, you know, on a repeat, you, if you will. Listen to it on repeat because it sounds like you you giving out some awfully good advice. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, I, Chanel, I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. If other folks Thank want you. to get in touch with you and learn more about your artwork, you know, where are you located? And, you know, it, tell us about what you got going on. Um. Well, they can go to ChanelRomaine.com, S-H-A-N-E-L-R-O-M-A-I-N.com and click on the art painting. Like I have two different links that if you click on the photograph, it'll lead you to my photography. If you click on the art, it'll lead you to my art site. So um, Instagram, Chanel Romaine Art is my handle. Um, Facebook, the same thing, Chanel Romaine Art. January, starting January 14th through April, they can see my piece. Um, it's one of my paintings from my Brown Girl series. That'll be at the Museum of Science and Industry at the um, Black Creativity Art Show. Um, January 14th through April, mid-April. They can go and see that as well. So that's where they can find me. That's fantastic. And I know I'll be there because I go there every year to go check out the artwork. So fantastic. Congrats <laughs> again on that. And once again, Chanel, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it.
Thank you for having me, Tasha. <laughs> for more of our conversation, stick around for Behind the Scenes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at our shop, Starring You Crew. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode. And that is it. That's Look at you. We did it. Good for you. It's just, it's just us having a conversation. Yes. It was not bad at all. I told you, you did it. Yeah, I am so proud of you. And you are just so beautiful, by the way. I just have to tell you, you are so photogenic. I love the hair. I love everything. You are so artsy. Like, just... Yeah, just beautiful. Okay, so Thank I you. don't want to hear any more of this nonsense. I just don't know if I'm good enough for this. I want you to just listen to this on repeat. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't like listening to myself. I sound very nasally. I don't like listening to my voice. Okay, you know what? You really we don't have to work on you. We don't have to. Work. Yeah. No, because you sound fine. As someone, I actually do voiceover work on the side. Really? Yeah. So you sound fine. You do. I wish I had a more mature voice. No, yeah, you have the voice. Like... That, no, you have the voice that God gave you, and it doesn't. You don't sound like a child if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> you sound like you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me some life into you. I don't. I don't... <laughs> you got a lot of work to do. Okay. Okay, put Chanel on my list for this year. Yes. <laughs> I it, but we need to work on you, Missy. Um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And I, I hope you don't mind. Like sometimes I put B-roll footage. This is perfect. Okay. Enough, trust me. Uh, like bloopers, B-roll. Like this is, this is, this is cool. uh, <laughs> No, honestly, you have done so well. And I, I thoroughly enjoy your artwork. It is beautiful. I, I, you really do need to embrace, be more confident okay. and, and do more interviews, do more interviews, get your work out there. Okay. Okay. See. Okay. 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 I, this I can't help the initial reaction though. I, think I, <laughs> I can't help the initial reaction. But, That's I but I do, I'm going to send you a couple sites where you can go and literally create a profile and let them come to you. Okay. That, you know what? I'm slowly but surely getting out of my shell. So I'm going to do it. Are you enjoying the Hustling Faith podcast? Regardless of where you listen to Hustling Faith, if you love this show, please leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash hustling faith. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash hustling faith. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you feel so inclined to do so, why don't you just go ahead and leave us a five-star review? Doing so will help others to discover this show. Thanks again for your support. It is very much appreciated.